This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Felicity Morgan, welcome to the Jessie Womb Show. Oh my god, I can't believe we're finally doing this. Besides being my best friend, <laughs> give us like anyone who's like tuning in and maybe doesn't have a bit of background context as to you and like what you do and who you are, just give us a little bit of context into what you do. Well, I'm a business mentor, but I started more in the shadow work realm and now I help other coaches and getting into the space, grow their businesses in like a really aligned way from like more of like a shadow work aspect, but really coming into congruency, integrity in their business. Mm, I love that. Mm. Such a like such a clean answer. Something I want to chat to you about because like obviously we we didn't really plan today's episode and we just really decided to go with the flow of things and even getting ready to come here today our synergy today has just been wild in terms of us launching offers and like all the things. Who even are we? <laughs> Who are we? And I would love to just speak to you about like what you feel, because I feel that like this has been a really big thing for you this year. What do you feel like is important when it comes to like the people that you have around in business? I kind of want to go there. So what do you feel has been pivotal for you in terms of what you're looking at in t- terms of who you have in your circle right now? Yeah. So a big one for me, I think we have like in this industry, we talk heaps about about having people in our world that are good for our nervous system. Like the nervous system thing is like so done. Like people like you need people in your life that are good for your nervous system. I have that, right? But also a people pleaser and a validator can be good for my nervous system. But it doesn't mean they're actually good for my evolution as a human. So for me, like this year has all been about tapping into that next level where it's like, I don't want people just like good for my nervous system. I want people that are actually good for my evolution as a human. So this is like not even just in friends. It's not just in family. It's not even anything like that. Even clients, like close proximity in regards to like, you know, one-on-one clients, Voxer clients, like things like that. It was like, I want people in my world that actually support my evolution as a human. So I'm growing at such a rapid rate and I have been and and I know that you are and like, I feel like this industry is as well. So for me, it's like, I'm going to be putting new standards in, new boundaries in. I'm going to be moving differently. I'm going to be thinking about different things. I'm going to have different values. So for me, it's like, You can be good for my nervous system, Mm. but that doesn't mean that you can't actually hold where I actually evolve as a human. So as you know, like this has been like a huge one for me and like you've been in that as a client, but also as a best friend where you've actually been able to see like there's been actually a lot of grief in that as well Mm. of being like, wow, I actually desire, have a a different standard of what actually I need in order to continue to evolve in a way, in a real, real trailblazer way of like being able to hold just like the rapid rate of my evolution of my human. Mm, I love that. And something that like, you know, that I just like so admire in you is like your ability to just hold yourself to really high standards and move really quickly with things that do support your evolution. And what's really interesting is like, while it may look like super easy for you, I think people on the, the, on the outside would actually look and be like, how do you just do that and lead yourself in that way? And how do you have like those kind of conversations? And what does that look like? Especially because I would say for a lot of people, they're like cleaning things up or like they're coming from below the baseline to the baseline whereas for you you can have things that are like at your baseline that they're good they're comfortable they're fine they're they're nice people or like whatever the thing is yet you can still want more and hold the standard higher what would you kind of like speak to from the level of like what does that look like for you in terms of like having to even the discernment piece of like how you know when it's ready to let something go, even know that it's good or even know that it's safe or even know that they're nice or like, and even from a business level as well, like whatever it may be, like what happens for you in terms of you get to that point where you're like, I know that I want more for myself and, and what does it look like for you cleaning that up? 
Yeah. So firstly, the first part, something can feel good and it can also not be for you. Mm. I don't wait for things to feel bad in order to make decisions for myself. Yeah. And I think this is where I big on where we, we, and I have this language too, it's like cleaning stuff up and we get to a stage, like, don't get me wrong, when we first come into business, personal development, it's a lot of cleaning up mm. because you, you have to clean up when you're unconscious. You have to clean up when you didn't have the self-awareness. You have to clean up when you didn't have the mindset or, or the broadened perspective of actually what was going on in your business and your world. Yeah. So you are cleaning up. So it's like you're wanting to get to a clean level, but eventually you get to a point where clean isn't enough. Like yeah. you want expansive, you want your desires met, you want to be evolving at a rate where it actually feels good for your soul. And, 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 and for me, it's like that part, I don't wait for things to feel bad to make decisions. Yeah, I don't wait for things to feel bad to be self-reflective on what's actually happening in my world. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like I'm always thinking in the future of like, okay, cool, this feels really good, but what does the next part look like? What's the next evolution? What's the next What's the next reach? What's the next edge for me? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. What in my life currently can't come with me of that? So yeah. it's like, I think people wait, and I would say even in relationships, like they wait for things to get bad in order to be like, oh, this doesn't feel good. I'm, I'm, I'm never sitting in that. Yeah. So it's like, I can start picking up little things where I'm like, oh, okay, cool. This feels good. Let's, let's even talk about a friendship. Somebody can be like a very kind, nurturing, loving friend, but also they could be entertaining stuff that necessarily isn't clean. So they can be absolutely good for your nervous system. Yeah. It can feel good. They can they can hold you in all your success and all the things, but still they're entertaining things that you wouldn't even entertain with a client. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So for me, it's like I would say the first thing, we need to work away from like gaslighting ourselves. And I think in some way we've, we've developed conditioning around that feeling good is enough. Mm. And feeling good isn't enough for me. Yeah. It's not enough. I don't want to just feel good. I want to feel like I can look back on my life and be like, fuck, I felt the most powerful emotions that I've ever felt within myself. Yeah, I, I love that. That's so cool. And like something that you said there is like, you know, you can have people who can like hold you, but doesn't mean that they're expensive and things like that. But I would actually say there's probably been some points for you this year where people actually haven't been able to hold you. And that's yeah. been a really big thing for you this year. How have you navigated, whether it's been friends or, or other people and, and holding a lot of projections, what has that been like for you in terms of what are the things that you've had to like do and look at and feel and hold? when you've had people who can't hold you in your power and can't hold you in your success what some of your like yeah. the things that have come up for you there well there's two parts there's been there's been conscious projections and unconscious projections so there's been things that I know that people I, I'm getting the projections because I can hear them and I can see them I'm having conversations you know things are happening in my world where it's very obvious but then there's the unconscious ones as well that I've been holding so for me as you know like there's been so many shifts and changes in the past year like my business has gone like pretty crazy like really really quickly like I have taken things to a whole new level and with that it's like in some way people were still catching up to where I was nine months ago yeah right so there's been a lot of things even even you know clients and 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 I I don't want to use the word outgrowing because I don't necessarily believe in that but it's more like there's been you know clients that I chose to not resign and 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 had these really you know really open conversations of like you know right now this is just like not not the right fit but also friends and family and like really cleaning up relationships where it's like if we're going to do this relationship Mm -hmm. We need to see what's here. Yeah. We need to see, like, bring into the relationship what you're feeling, what you're experiencing, because it's like unconscious projections can hold weight, more weight than than projecting onto somebody. Do you know what I mean? So for me, it's been 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 really like inviting those conversations in with the people in my life, but also staying a neutral leader for unconscious projections. Yeah. And and what I mean by that is like the only way a projection can land on you if you're not neutral. 
it will always go back to them. It will always mirror back to them yeah. if you don't react to it. The way that projections, unconscious projections hold with us is the fact that we react to them. So then we actually hold the projection. So for me, it's been doing a lot of like energy and mindset work in regard to being a neutral leader. So it's like people can project onto me, but then I'll get a DM, I don't know, like a month later, even from a client being like, oh my God, I am followed you. And I just want to say, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Like I was feeling so triggered by you and all this shit was coming up, but because I stayed in my grounded energy, I didn't react to it. I didn't, do you know what I mean? Like, even though I didn't notice, but like, do you know what I mean? Mm. Because I stayed in, in my truth and I didn't shift and I didn't change. Even when I could feel the projections, I was hearing the projections and all those things. I stayed as a safe, neutral leader. Yeah. What's like the hardest or heaviest thing that you've kind of had to navigate in order to stay in your power and stay in leadership and stay in that trailblazer energy that can hold it? Yeah. I think there's like a few things is like knowing, like it's so easy to pick up evidence when things aren't safe. Yeah. Right. So it's like in some way my, I've noticed the mindset, like whilst I haven't played into it, but knowing of like, wow, I have so much evidence that my growth has been unsafe for people to love me. Like that's that, that I could so pick that evidence whilst it's not fully true, but there's evidence of like people were liked me, but then I came in, you know, started making a lot of money and, 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 and really like became a leader in this industry and started trailblazing and trendsetting and, 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 and really pushing into like sharing my thoughts and perspectives. And there was so much evidence of people, you know, not feeling triggered and things coming up for people, even in my friendships and not being able to hold me and not feeling that they, they can celebrate me, like actually telling me like, I am tr- so triggered by you. I can't even celebrate you. Mm-hmm. Right. There, it's so easy. I could have been like, okay, me being more powerful is unsafe. Yeah. And it was just like choosing to not play into that of being like, now it's like being able to create that I am my own safety. Like I truly believe that I am the most powerful human for myself. Yeah. So it's like the only person that can actually get me out of that mindset is myself. Do you know what I mean? So I don't need everyone to be okay with being okay for me seeing me in my power because I'm okay with me being my power. Yeah. 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 And I've seen a lot from that of you this year and like how much you've actually cleaned up in in your personal world and close proximity in terms of friendships and, and all the things. What would you say is like being the biggest gift of you cleaning that up? And like, what are some things that you've noticed or shifts that have happened for you, whether internally or externally, as a result of having people who support your evolution as a human? Oh my God, so much. For me, like there's so many different parts, but firstly, like even our friendship, babe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, actually, like, it's it's funny because it's, like, even cleaning the the, the relationships up and, and, and neutralizing that was able to be, like, fuck, like, even seeing our friendship and putting more time and energy and, like, you know, even Luke and, like, do you know those, those people that I wasn't, like, not saying I wasn't prioritizing it, but there was an, there was an essence yeah. of that. Yeah. Because when you're entertaining things that don't support your evolution of human, do you know what I mean? You're constantly, like, cleaning shit up with people that, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it takes energy consumption. So for me, it's, like, cleaning that up. I feel like I can actually pour into my things. Like I can pour into the people that I love. I can pour in to my clients. Like it just feels more intentional. And then the next part is like, I fucking have never felt safe to, safer within myself. Like I actually, as I said, like I literally feel like my own expander. Yeah. Which you are. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. This is really cool. Mm. And I want to segue now to like, obviously you've had so much success this year. Yeah. That's like just the best. <laughs> What do you think if you could like pinpoint that to a couple of things, like what do you feel is like 
you know, we spoke yesterday to the fast tracking of success. Mm. What do you believe about you has helped you? Because like for anyone who doesn't know, like coaching wasn't your first successful business. Yeah. You've actually always been a very successful businesswoman in everything you've done. What are some of the things where you accredit the, like those things to your ability to fast track? Yeah. So I would say the thing for me is like, I've never looked for other people for inspiration. Yeah. I've never looked to other people for inspiration. Like even when I think about like 18, like starting up like a, a, a motorbike company that we, you know, we were in like, I think it was like a hundred, 150 different franchises. Like, and it was a multi-million dollar company that when I first bought into it and bought it, it was doing like 400K or 300K or something like that. And then within, you know, like things like that, it was always using and tapping into my own innovation. So I think that's a huge thing is like my ability to not get lost in what other people are doing. And for me, that just makes sense. Yeah. Like why would I spend time looking to see what other people are doing? But not from a space of like, I can't look at what other people are doing, but from a space of not being able to react to it, it changes what I'm doing. Yeah. So I think for me, it's like, I've always been a very strong innovator and because I got evidence from a very young age to always do that. So it just like makes sense for me to do that. The other thing is, is I don't take a long time to process things. Yeah. Yeah, you let's know? go there. Let's yeah. go there. Let, let's go, let's this go, is a big let's, one. Let's go into the processing. Mm. What's your thoughts on on the difference between okay. like how people process stuff? Okay. Yeah. You cannot expect to have a fast-tracked business if you take a fucking shitload of time to process every single little thing. Yeah. Like if it's feeling like Groundhog Day that you need to spend six hours of journaling – with something that comes up, you can't expect to have this quick success. Like mm-hmm. it actually, from an energetic, it doesn't make sense. So for me, it's not from a space of like, and I think there's, you know, in some way, um, there's a process for everything, but you want to make a process for everything. Yeah, I agree. You know? Yeah. And even just that piece of like what we've spoken to, it's like you can tell really when people are like bringing things up to like actually transcend it yeah. or when people are like bringing things up so that they can say suck in it. And it's just like this really interesting energy, like witnessing people and something we even spoke to is like how sometimes people like are so looking for like the how and this long process and I want a 20 step somatic process and embodiment and, and like a hypnosis and a healing and like give me all the things, but they actually don't need that. Well, they just want to stay in it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you feel is the thing that they need in terms of when people like try to get into that how energy of like, how do I get out of this and how do I transcend it and how do I not have a shadow? And like, yeah. What, yeah. what do you think is like they need to anchor into? Yeah. Like, and, and, and I want to put saying, cause I, it's, it's actually a bit sad that we need to put a disclaimer in this, but there's a different essence getting out of survival mode mm. to that. Then when you're at a point where you've done the deep, deep work. Do you know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Yeah, like, I think does. that's really important to note versus when you know you're actually pretty good. Yeah. But sometimes you just got a bit lost in, like, making something out of everything. Yeah. Right? And and I think for me, it's like, and, and even as a shadow work coach, like, I can see things at a very, very deep level. So I could I could make something out of everything. Yeah. Right? But I don't make that mean something about me. So therefore, I don't self-load in it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't look at things from, like, this is bad, this is good. Everything's very neutral to me. So if I see something or witness something in myself, I don't make it mean that I I need to get rid of it mm. it's just like okay cool now I've seen it that's probably the biggest gift so now all I need to do is create space and choose differently mm. create space observe create space learn something new about myself like for me that is you know what it is actually as well people are waiting to get out of finding shit mm. for me this is a living transmission I'm committed to always seeing myself differently yeah. so why do I need to get out of things and find a process for every single thing when this is a commitment to life it's like shadow work and you know I speak about this quite often is like for me, shadow work isn't a thing that you do for eight weeks. It's a commitment to life. You're in it or you're out. Yeah, I agree. 
but people want to be in it for three months and then they want to get out. So it's like, for me, it's a, it's a way of always choosing to see myself differently. And because I live and embody that, I'm not always looking for the how because I'm like, oh, cool, this is what life's about. Yeah. Yeah, it's such that interesting energy, isn't it? Of like, I want to do a shadow work course so I have no shadows. Yeah. Like, like this energy of like, that's that's not, that ain't it. Like mm. you, you're always going to have these new blind spots and these new things that you, you always need to be checking and looking at. And it's so interesting because I've had a couple of conversations with people recently around how like the lack mindset piece as well mm. how sometimes like as we're growing and as we're transcending and as we're evolving or we're coming into congruency or holding higher standards it's so quick that when you find something and you're like oh there's a leak or I need to clean something up we go straight to oh my gosh I have yet another leak rather than going oh my standards have raised so much higher that something that was once clean now doesn't feel clean for me so rather than going to like oh my gosh I, I fucking love that I'm holding myself to a higher standard now and I need to clean things up it's straight into that lack mm. mentality isn't it which is so interesting yeah and I think people can like bypass and project the reason why their business isn't succeeding because oh I don't have trust in myself and I don't have confidence and I don't have self-worth and it's just like you're just not moving yeah yeah you're just like choosing not to move you're just yeah. choosing not to move yeah. and and when you're moving it's inconsistent or it's flaky or it's do you know what I mean like it, like it lacks responsibility I think sometimes us having things always can come up can be where somebody that always has things coming up and we're always cleaning things up so it makes sense that we don't have a fast-track business. Yeah. And there's, it's just so funny how like we, we can hide behind our shadows as a reason of why we're not moving. Like if we find this big thing, then, oh, that's why it's not working or that's why I have a cock block or that's why nothing's working for me when actually it's just like, actually, you just didn't chop and sell this week. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah like legit. And, and, and this is like something like pretty funny because there's people who are freaking billionaires and they've never done shadow work. The, okay, <laughs> let's go here. Do you know what I mean? Let's go Some here. of the richest people yeah. in the world and the wealthiest people in the world, they haven't done shadow work. And whilst I believe like, and you know this, I literally have a business around that I truly believe that in order you can't have an incongruent and integral business without shadow work. And I truly believe that as far as thriving and being able to be yeah. in like your zone of genius and your wisdom and your knowledge and all those things. Yeah. But as far as having a business, you don't actually need to do shadow work. Yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting. Like, and this was even something that I would say it was actually a pretty quick thing if I just needed to see it and, and it was gone and transcended and stuff. But I know that it's something that a lot of people would have is like looking for a wrong or a right way to do business. And even what's so interesting is when people start coming into the world of shadow work and they get shadows, which is making everything neutral, but then they almost judge people who aren't doing shadow work in business, yeah. which is like, you've missed the whole point of shadow work, which is like, do you get what I'm saying? saying yeah what's really interesting is just how we lack this ability to hold people in their alternative ways of doing things or their alternative values or their alternative views and stuff which is like yeah yeah it's like using shadow work as a tool Mm. it's a tool yeah but if you're still using it as a way of like getting things and finding things five years later it's probably something to look at yeah like using it as your identity yeah yeah which is which is very interesting. which is funny and like even even being like I would say I'm very known for being in shadow work like even in our friendship when do I ever say my shadow came out like do you know I've what I mean never heard you say that yeah like I wouldn't even say my shadow do you know what I mean like there's not yeah. even like while sometimes we need it for context like we might even speak about it today but yeah. it's like for context to give explanation to viewers or people our clients or do you know what I mean like in a teaching transmission but people get lost in the language and they utilize it to stay in it versus use it as a vehicle to actually transcend them and move past things so they can just have language to the things that they currently before didn't have current awareness of yeah which is why us doing shadow play is going to be mm. so cool because like even us doing shadow work on each 
each other of like obviously you being my mentor and when we're in a coaching setting and, and we use the word shadows and things like that but in our friendship we do shadow work on each other but we've never said let's do shadow work on each other or we never say what shadow do you think it's is a like, transmission never it's like, our commitment yeah, to our friendship so yeah. this is what i mean it's like it's this is the frequency that we play in, in friendships yeah this is just what this is. This is like the way that we speak is a way that most people would speak about gossip. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the way that they talk. This is the way that we talk. Yeah, it's just our natural flow. Yeah, yeah. And and this is the piece that I was speaking to before, where you can tell when someone's like bringing something up to make it a thing versus when you're bringing it up to transcend. And that's really what it is in our friendship of when we're in the flow of we're like doing shadow work on each other. I'm just going to say for the context, and we're not using that language. We're doing it to transcend, so it's a thing, so it's not a thing anymore. Yeah, it's not. You're not to, bringing to, it in. We're not doing it to bond over something. Yeah. It's like, cool, I've seen this in myself now. Oh, all right, I'm going to – that's done and gone and I'm fixed that. Yeah, people forget choice. Yeah. People really. forget choice. And I think this is a really important thing. And, like, people want this complex thing, but it fucking is really simple. Am I allowed to swear on this show? You are so allowed <laughs> I'm like, you're speaking to me. You're speaking to me. Yeah. I haven't done a podcast in yeah. a very long yeah. time. You right? can swear. I can swear. Okay, permission to swear. This is exciting. <laughs> Good girl. Um – yeah. People forget about choice. It's like when people go the how, it's like choice, 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 choice. Like I can give you things more to observe and I can give you more things to to see. But as far as what it comes down to, it's your choice. Do you know what just came up in saying that is how I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like there needs to be another disclaimer there because then people go, mm, yeah, I know. you know, when people I know. Like, like we're taught, when we speak of choice, we're not speaking getting out of survival mode no. or getting out of like, like, like that there's like trauma or like you've got like intense addiction that you just like in that moment choose to not have an addiction or like that's not the vibe yeah. and, and you know that. So that's something else that's been really interesting that we've had conversations around is even like the industry right now in how much is being taken literally mm. and and this is I, I believe this is obviously a huge cock block yeah how do you feel that like when people take things too literally what do you think that they're missing and how do you think that's blocking their growth yeah I wouldn't say it's necessarily thing that they're missing but it's something that they're they're, they're soaking and marinating in and that's yep. their ego yeah because when you think about right or wrong or or literally or fact or this or that it's ego yeah because the ego wants to generalize something the ego wants to sort something the ego wants to compartmentalize something and put something here and something there so for me when I see somebody taking things literally it's not this part of like oh I don't trust myself it's it's you're you've got the ego you're you're taking what I'm saying and you're making it mean x y and z yeah when ego is play it's x plus y equals z yeah it's 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 a framework that the brain is trying to construct in order to make something simplified for them yeah or to be able to like generalize something so for me it's like and 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 it's like i would say it's probably one of the biggest things you know even even in and i'm sure you've had this with clients before where they take things literally and you're like i want you to move it to kind of add to what you already know versus make it what you know yeah yeah yeah, and the discernment piece of like what like how does this apply to me and what does this look like in in a context for me, not just like, oh, to to make yourself wrong. It's yeah. like people use it as evidence of where they're quote unquote right or where yeah. they're doing something wrong and then then move there. Yeah. Yeah. And then the reason why their business isn't where it's at is because they're doing something wrong. Yeah. First, they're just not moving. Or they're being incongruent. Yeah. Or they're teaching things from wins. Like I don't know. Like yeah. that would be an, a harder thing on the ego, right? Yeah. 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 Something interesting that I've been able to observe in our friendship is your ability to stay regulated like an absolute motherfucker. Like, you know, I have never met someone that can stay so grounded, so regulated in like holding a lot. And the more context I want to add here 
is there's also things that I think that there would be projections for you that things are easier for you or like that it's just easy for you. You're in your power and all the things because you don't, you sell from power. And what I mean by that is the way in which you sell, you never use your wounds. You never use your past. You never use your history. You never use your trauma. Um, and you never use things like that to sell and leverage where you're at in your business. You always sell from power and where you're at now and where you're moving to. And what's really interesting is I would say, I, I would actually probably say, I and I used to do trauma coaching I've probably never met anyone in my life that's probably been through as much trauma as you have Mm. and people would have no idea Mm. like shit that's out of movies yeah like literally literally like mind-blowing the worst of the worst and a lot of people wouldn't know that about you because you don't use it and I think this is probably like a really big cock block for a lot of people in where they're at is using their trauma as like evidence of why things aren't working or staying stuck in their trauma so that they don't have to transcend beyond it what's your view on like obviously there's like a part that there's levels in business right that we can somewhat use it but what's your view on like why do you sell from power why do you not why do you not use your story yeah yeah so I'm gonna put in like when I first started I probably did yeah right so when I when I first started in the coaching industry like very first started I probably did to be relatable yeah right and and in some way I was like if people can relate to me they're gonna want to like work with me and like they're gonna want to talk to me and they're gonna trust me and and all those things like I actually thought the more like quotations like fucked up I was yeah people would be able to trust to be in my world yeah right and 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 like I think in some way we can that like it's a relatable type vibe so for me it's it's been that part of like I don't need to be relatable yeah you know like I don't need someone to work with me because or want somebody to work with me because we have a similar story yeah or because we both grew up in an abusive household yeah or do you know what I mean like I actually don't want somebody investing in me from an energy of the fact that we were both abused by a stepfather yeah do you know what I mean like I actually don't want somebody buying from that either yeah so for me it's like I actually don't want to commit and contribute to people buying and investing because we went through a similar trauma yeah and I was guilty from it at the start because it's all I really knew at the time and I think it's you know I I, when I first came to the coaching industry I didn't know know anyone else who was a coach I was like cool yeah like what do I do here you know I was like oh I'm kind of like a cheap therapist you know (laughs) that's literally I'm like what if there I googled like what do therapists charge it was like 162 I'm like I'll be like a hundred dollars a session yeah this would be great so for me it's like that I was just like oh wow this doesn't actually feel good yeah like people were coming in I remember like I used to have like a QA and a or like a an application form and people be like like why do you want to work with me and be like oh because you've been through what I've been through I'm like started seeing it I'm like what am I contributing to? Yeah. Like people are investing money, giving me money to invest in because they're like, oh, you'll know what I've been through. Do you know what I mean? And that didn't feel powerful for me. And I was like, oh, I I noticed that, took responsibility for it and completely changed the way that, you know, and, and also knowing that the more that I contribute to that story, I keep that story up there for me when I'd actually moved through it. Yeah. And I'm like, now I feel a bit weird because it's like, I've moved through this, but I'm using the story to actually get people to buy. And it kind of gets you feeling stuck in it. And this is something we've spoken about yeah. as well. And like, even for me, you know, there was like stuff where I was teaching for, for so long on, on binge mm. eating disorder. Cause that was like a part of my journey and things. And there's like an element of when you transcend beyond it and you're still teaching on the thing, not that it like feels heavy, but it feels like you're 
going backwards from what you've transcended in a sense when you just keep staying there and and like working with problems that you've you've had to navigate so much to like move through which is really interesting but something I want to segue from that looks like that part of like you've never had to well you did at the start but you let go of the part of you that needed to be relatable and you've really even now I would say gone beyond not needing to be relatable you're kind of going against the industry in the terms of like everyone right now wants to make people feel seen Mm. everyone right now wants to make people feel heard and everyone wants to do the viral content thing and I know for you this is not the case so can you speak to where you're headed right now your mindset around it and 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 why that's the the approach for you yeah so like this is like going against like I would say even like like people that I personally invest in and 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 mentor which once again it just goes to show you can do whatever the fuck you want because like you know all those things for me I don't want to be relatable and shareable like I'm not going to sit down and create content or even 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 course creation let's say content let's play content for a second from a space of like how can I get everyone to like this and share this and things like that because that for me isn't me being my power yeah that's me choosing to create content to accustom someone else's reaction to my content right Mm -hmm. which is one I feel very manipulative which is like so fine people can do that but for me it doesn't actually feel good for me I actually want to thought provoke I want to bring in new things I want to share my power instead of trying to think about oh what does my ideal client think and like what 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 are they all thinking and I'll create content around that it's like they're already thinking it yeah. That's not contribution to me. If everyone's already thinking about it, how am I making an impact? How yeah. am I making, and if something's relatable and shareable, the reason why it's relatable and shareable, because we've thought about it a thousand times. I don't want to contribute to this industry to just put a post and be like, hey, everyone, you've thought about this a thousand times, like it and share it. I want to actually bring stuff that people haven't thought about. That for me feels actually feels like impact. That feels, I can look at the end of my life and being like, okay, well, I've actually brought stuff into this world and made things and brought things to life. Versus, you know, being, look back and be like, I'm relatable and shareable. And I even think about like some big, big pioneers, huge pioneers, right? They're not sitting down thinking about how to be relatable and shareable. Mm. They're sharing their perspective. They're sharing their thought process. They're sharing things that haven't even been spoken about. They're bringing things to life. Yeah. They're the innovators. And I don't want to be creator. Creator is relatable and shareable content. I'm past that. Yeah. Right. And and it, for me, it doesn't actually feel. I actually feel out of my power in that energy because I'm actually trying to construct something to get engagement. So for me, like whilst I don't really watch engagement stuff, like yeah, yeah. and likes and things like, like whatever it is, but like I remember doing this post and I was like, this is so powerful because a lot of people don't even know. And I actually wrote. I wrote something was like, a lot of people won't get this, and that's a point. Mm. Mm. but you'll land back on this in two months three months six months and it's gonna land because the fir- it's probably your first time hearing it and it had quotations low engagement right low engagement but I had so many people reach out for one-on-ones in my mastermind yeah. because they're like fuck I've never heard of this mm. relatable and shareable content doesn't necessarily equal sales either yeah I agree like people think that it does but and, and even like a, a self-awareness piece I would say I actually have quite low engagement as far as like likes and shares and things like that. But I have one of the highest demands in this industry, I would say, as far as like wait lists for one-on-ones and close proximity. Yeah. 
Yeah, and how cool how cool is that? And it just goes to show that like people think they want to feel seen, but they actually don't. They want to be called into a like they want to be called forward. They want to be thought provoked. Yeah. I already wanna, know what I know. Yeah, I know what I know. Tell me what I don't know that yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, and this is that part for me is like with content, I relatable and sharing. Like we're just recycling the same stuff, yeah. and that, that's great. That's fine. But if you if you hold higher value to get four hundred likes on a post, that's perfect and that's fine. It's just not for me. Yeah. There's obviously stuff that comes up with like with having to be the trailblazer, yeah. right? Because I would say a lot of people they say they want to be the leader. Mm. They're like, I want to be the trailblazer. I want to be the fucking leader. I want to be a leader in the industry, right? But yet, there's so many things that they're not willing to transcend or not willing to hold that is actually required of them in leadership. Yeah. What are some of the things that you've witnessed even in yourself that you've either like had to have from a mindset perspective or you've had to hold or has just like you've had to let go of in order to be able to be the trailblazer? Not have evidence. Yeah. Not have evidence. It's like I will bring new things and I actually don't quotations know if they're right or wrong mm. because I don't play in that arena. Yeah. Right. So for me, it's like not like uh, there's a difference between like there's a difference between how can I say this? Well, one, just not having evidence. Yeah. That, that's what it is. One, that, holding unconscious projections, yeah. but willing to be able to bring stuff to life and not needing your ego stroke from it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like engagement and people think like, I even when I, I, I do a post, I actually don't even know who's engaging or what, what people yeah. are doing or yeah. do you know what I mean? Or if I even put a course out there, I actually don't need to know the engagement straight away. Like I will consistently, because I'm like, for me, a trailblazer and, and somebody who's a pioneer, it's not about how many the ego grab and the validation it's about you keeping moving and showing everyone what's actually going to be happening mm. do you know what I mean so it's there's a difference between needing evidence versus creating the evidence and and when you go into a space and energy of creating the evidence and people think they're playing in this and like in this energy but they're not mm. because it's actually can be quite scary there's an energy that you got to play into potentially being like you've lost your fucking mind yeah like you've lost your fucking mind yeah right and and also borderline obnoxious <laughs> I love that. I love that. We just spoke to the obnoxious thing in, in the previous episode, which is yeah. really cool. Something else that I, I want to kind of move into is coming back to the part of you that the very regulated human thing. Yeah. Right? Very, very regulated human. Not a lot dysregulates you. You can hold a lot of fucking gnarly projections and nothing would come up for you. I think you could have really hard conversations. Nothing would come up for you, right? Yet something dysregulated you. <laughs> I, I would say one of the first times in our friendship, I was like, oh, this is what it takes to get you dysregulated. <laughs> and Gigi said that too. Oh yeah, my yeah. gosh. So tell us, what does it take to get Felicity Morgan dysregulated? Okay. So buying a G-Wagon. <laughs> <laughs> and why? Why? Oh why, my God. Why is it? The, I want you to speak into how much you've invested in mentorship yeah. and that that wasn't actually even a thing for you, that it was like yeah. so fine, but the G-Wagon was the thing that got you. Yeah. So just what we're in October. So yeah. let, let's say nine months, really. Like in nine months, I'm going to say, because I, I haven't included my other coach as well, actually. Yeah, in this, true. Yeah. This is like, yeah. Or courses or like, so I, I, there'd be more, right? Or even Chris, like, yeah. like even the incorporating Chris as well. It's like, I would say close to 700 to 800,000 dollars 
in the past nine, month, nine months, I've invested into mentorship and coaching. And for me, like, you you know, when I, like, paid in full for Steph for all next year, and I think that was, like, 350K or, like, mm. what, like there was nothing, like, there was no conversation about it. Like, I just told you, right? Yeah. And, and, and so that, for me, I've always been my safest investment because you know this already, but, like, for me... I've there's an energy and frequency within me that I've I make more money investing in myself than buying a house yeah like I'm 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 way more of an ROI on myself yeah do you know what I mean so and and an example of that and I kind of like just want to plug into the podcast about this as well but it's just like I can I can buy a property for a million dollars and a year's time it might go up 10 percent maybe yeah like maybe maybe so maybe make 100k I have yeah, invested around, let's just say 700k, but it's, it's more than that. Yeah. It's and I'm that. way over $3 million for the year. That's some ROI. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's paying for mentorship all next year. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So there's, there's an energy of that. So for me, I've always been my safest investment. So investing in myself is like, oh my God, I can manipulate and move what that energy actually frequency, because I always move. Yeah. So it's on an energy of like, oh, but will I make... Will I, I can not make this money back, but like, will it be, of, of course it will be because I'm, I'm exploring and, and broadening my knowledge and my wisdom and my perspectives and my confidence and all the things. So for me, that's never felt disre- disregulation. And you know, I've been speaking about getting a G-Wagon for like how long? Like it'd be close to a year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It'd be close to a year. Yeah. So I have an opportunity to get a G-Wagon. Well, first of all, yes. you thought it was going to be two years. I thought it was going to be two years. Yeah. And then I've recently come into opportunity to get one. I actually just spoke to somebody today and I think I'm getting it when I get home. <laughs> and yeah, so a G-Wagon roughly is going to be about 400k or something like yeah. that with everything. You had, the two, year, you had the two year vision. I the two, oh, oh wait, yeah, yeah, that's you're right. The, you're I'm on, on the, the wait list. list. I was on the wait list. So about five, was it about so four or five ready. months ago? I was ready, but I was like, yeah. you, when you don't need to pay for it or like put any money towards it. It was like, I don't know. It's Tiny more, deposit. 10k or yeah. 5k. I don't remember what it was. And I could don't need to start repayments or anything like that until it's years. whatever. So it was like kind of like, oh yeah, in two years time, I would be buying a G-Wagon. Like that, that makes sense. sense. Like I'm, I'm, I'm making, doing these type of months and things like that. That just makes sense. And then coming into like, that would be happening on the ASAP. I was like, fuck, am I actually that person? Mm. Like building my external awareness and being like, oh, but I can't actually manipulate this money. Like this is in a physical thing. Mm. And that dysregulated me. And I think sometimes it's well, – actually, sometimes it's usually the opposite for people yeah. where it's like a house feels like safe, a car feels safe, but that's never felt safe for me. Yeah. Like whilst I've got investments and stuff like that now, that they have come later. Yeah. They have come later. Like even now that I, I rent the place that I'm in now. Yeah. And that feels super safe to me. Yeah. So, I, I yeah, pretty much, yeah, the G-Wagon dysregulated me where I was just like, am I actually at this place? That's, that's 400K in a car and, like, you know, that's money just sitting in a car. And, like, for me, if I invested in myself, I'd make that into $5 million. Like, for yeah. me, like that, like, that just makes sense where other people think of the different, where they think, oh, if I buy a house, that will go up and appreciate. But for me, I look at myself as an appreciation. Yeah, and then, and then for other people, investing in mentorship is the most dysregulating thing in the whole fucking world. Yeah. Yeah, which isn't that just, like, speaking volumes of – how we feel about ourselves yeah really of yeah. how we feel one i think it's like a conditioning piece of like we're just so fucking condition 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 you go to school you go to uni you buy your house you like yeah. get the white picket fence and and that's what you do so i think there's like huge conditioning piece where we actually don't think for ourselves yeah we actually like we're playing or, into a narrative we play or, into a collective narrative yeah like, first of all which i think is just like not a fucking vibe but second of all there's also a part i'm like if you feel safer getting a fucking like five hundred thousand six hundred thousand seven hundred thousand dollar mortgage but investing 5k or 10k or 30k on a coach dysregulate to grow your business to expand your 
yourself, to heal your relationship with food, to have a more expanded mindset. And that's what fucking dysregulates yeah. you. Like we got a problem. Yeah. That's not money shit. That's your shit. That's, that's your shit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally you. agree. I totally agree. And and this is going back into like we spoke about like what 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 how I have I've moved like into get where I am at. Hundred percent, it's that. Mm. It's like I didn't even start buying designer bags or anything like that. And you know this yeah. until I was doing like seventy five k months, eighty yeah. k months and stuff. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and I think like even that, like even you know, I like Tiji says often to like my I, one of my girlfriends lives. We live together, and she even says I live a very like you know moderate life. Yeah. Like people would not even know. People would not even know. People would not know, right? And and we've had so many conversations about this because we've both been very similar and that we both came into the industry with just no entitlement. Yeah. And, and we both came into the industry and while we've actually both agreed, we wouldn't tell someone to charge what we charge. Yeah. Like me charging $25 a week and you like $100 a session or... But there's still an energy of besides us probably undervaluing ourselves, we weren't entitled. And and I know for me, like I was always willing, I, I was so excited when a client signed up at $25 a week. I was so excited when someone bought my first $11 masterclass. Yeah. Like I thought I was hot shit. Like when somebody bought an $11 masterclass off me, I was fucking living Barry. Yeah. Like I remember saying to Oscar, like when, when like when like the first 10 people, I was like, 10 people have joined my $11. Like I thought. I was like the richest bitch like for me there's always been a part like genuinely like impact and things like that and I would love to hear your perspective on like what you're noticing in the industry and and especially with the entitlement piece yeah yeah firstly like I what I just loved that you just said like like, there was a part of 100% undervaluing ourselves but also valuing our evolution yeah like valuing growth over charging a little bit less at the start yeah do you know what I mean like I was like the the, the bigger picture was already always in our play where it was just like if I charge a hundred dollars a session that's fine because I'm going to be charging a thousand dollars one day like do you know what I mean and and I think there was there was that but for me like when I look at and I know you do this too something that I do is is I I I, am somebody to kind of look at like common occurrences and common things that are happening Mm. within my clients within my world within my masterminds within my courses and I think okay what traits or characteristics energy frequencies of people playing in that are currently here yeah and what energy frequencies thoughts processes language do they play in this field yeah and i i literally like i have google sheets for this <laughs> of course you do of course <laughs> you do you can show me later you, you know show me but sheets. i like to kind of understand the human psyche and kind of yeah. like what's actually going on right because we got it we got to think about like from like a quantum energy like energy kind of like contributes together and, and it manifests you know different language and thoughts processes and you know ways of being and stuff like that so for me it's like when i look at the people that are uh, in, in some way finding challenge to navigate past a certain month or getting out of you know they, they, they've been somewhere for quite some time there is a sense of entitlement yeah and and not saying that you need to struggle for years mm-hmm. and you need to be like you know x y and z there's a different energy to that but people come in and and they come in and they see these big numbers they see six figures and seven figures and this person and multiple six figures cash months and all these things and they're brand new and they're expecting to just have 30k months in the first six months of the business and it's like mm. it's not going to roll like that whilst it can you expecting it to you're going to miss actually what's going to make you an incredible coach yeah and there's the, there's the power piece too right because like i feel like so much of the entitlement comes from the energy of like comparison yeah and like oh they're doing that so it just makes sense i should be oh they they've had their business this long i should be so there's definitely like i would say a comparison piece which really enhances the entitlement and this is something else that we've spoken to as well is like how for, for me like and i know you're the same i've never been like 
threatened by power in the sense of like seeing people make a lot of money or when I saw people making a lot of money in the industry I was never like oh that means I can charge this much now I was like fuck that's sick they're like like how what are they doing what are they doing in their business to be charging that kind of money that's amazing I was never like made it mean something about myself right and I think what's really really interesting and I I would say you know I've grown up and and my brother did really well in his business and, and seeing my friends do well and things like that and that really really excites me and I would say that there's been like a lot of power that I've witnessed that actually pulls me forward yeah it fucking excites me and I use it as a permission slip and there's definitely what I'm seeing is like a huge theme of people really responding negatively to power and either like making a story about what someone like it's like making a story around what it means about them as a result of someone else being in their power and this is something cool that I know that you would have an interesting perspective of so what do you feel like really is like the missing piece there when somebody is threatened by power like what's kind of happening there yeah well they're reacting to power they're not responding to it yeah so when you think about responding like we're in a regulated state where we're taking notes from it we're learning from it we're observing we're contemplating we're seeing how it's playing out we're we're we're, we're learning and absorbing reacting to power is coming into self-absorption so why don't I have that why can't I have that? Why I should have that. Do you know what I mean? It's a yeah. very, very reactive nature and a reactive energy. Yeah. So I would say it, it, there's, there's that part, but there's also a part of not being able to hold someone in power without making something mean something about yourself. Yeah. So not being able to celebrate people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not being able to hold, like there's a different energy. We say as a collective and as an industry that we want people to succeed until there's a certain amount of months. Yeah. You can make, I want the best for you until you make 50K months and then I can't hold you anymore. Do you know what I mean? There's there's some type of like, I don't know what framework it is that people are working out that are deciding that like you get to a certain level and a certain level of power or success or something like that and suddenly you're all about the money or you're all about success or you care about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or... Or, or, or there's an energy of like, why isn't that me? Mm, yeah. Where, where yeah. even when I came into the industry, like I would never look like, I remember seeing like the leaders in this space. I never, ever thought like when I think about like even, even people who are, let's, let's play into like, let's, let's be very specific here potentially making 10 K, 20 K, 30 K months. It would make, it would not make sense for you to compare yourself to me when I, I just did a 700 K month. Yeah. 500 K month. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then a 500 K month, you know, before that, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Why would that, that doesn't actually make sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that this has been really yeah. interesting for me, even like in my growth, something I had to let go of was like being the relatable piece and, and taking responsibility for how other people were going to perceive my power and things like yeah. that. Cause there was definitely a part. And it's so interesting how sometimes like there's, there's truth that people are going to respond to your power. And there's also truth that like, that sometimes they're not. And so for me, it was like a massive thing of like, when I was like speaking to people and I only wanted to speak to people, I wanted to speak to everyone. I wanted to speak to people that were making $2,000 a month. And, 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 but I wasn't really speaking much to the bigger months. I was yeah. like speaking so everyone could be included. And in, in my mind, I was like, oh, but I need to be relatable. I need everyone. But then what I realized was like, there was, you know, I've invested in you. I've invested in your mentor who's doing fucking insane millions right (laughs) insane millions (laughs) yeah and there was no part of me that was like oh it doesn't make sense for me to invest in Steph because she's doing millions and I was doing 50k like that's never been a thing so what's like really interesting is is even me in in how I'm choosing to show up for myself is is being the person that I'm drawn to in power like me actually holding the energy of how I invest me so me actually being okay to speak to what it takes to make 100k month and and you can be making zero dollars in your business and you can choose to let that you forward rather than going oh that's too far away for me yep 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's like that part too is like when we're always reacting to power, we're never fucking learning. So mm-hmm. like, of course you're not moving in your business yeah. because you have all this evidence around you and all this beautiful information and you're reacting to it when you're in a reactive nature, you're not in curiosity. Mm-hmm. We need curiosity for learning. Yeah. So as soon as you're in a reactive nature, to power, like competitive and, com- and comparison is such a low frequency. Yeah. Like it's one of the lowest frequencies that you can play in. Yeah. Right. So when we're in playing in that frequency, curiosity is shut out, therefore learning shut out. So of course you're going to need to keep buying 20 million different courses yeah. and a zillion masterclasses and you're still complaining you can't hit 20k months because your curiosity is shut down you consistently uh, react to people's power but you're probably pretending that you're not yeah 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 this has been such a cool conversation and i want to do just like a fun little like let's like like let's yolo rapid fire a little bit of you yeah but before we do where can people find you and what have you got coming on up at the moment mm, okay so at the moment so you can find me on instagram yeah. at i am felicity morgan and I currently, um, what am I in right now? So I'm in brandability, which is freaking so exciting. Yeah. Like it's just been one of my favorite courses. So that's all about creating a unique brand. And then I have power coming on as well, which is about attachment styles in business and how to stay in your power as an embodied leader during sales, launches and all the things. And then I have my next program, which I'm really excited about, which is going to be called Pioneer, which is all about how to be a trailblazer, trendsetter in your business. So that's going to probably have the biggest shadow work aspect integrated in it to how to actually like integrate into actually being a pioneer how to be a trailblazer in an integrated way versus a trying improving way Mm. which is cool on that theme that we spoke to about how many people say they want to be the trailblazer and their leader but there's so many things that they're not willing to transcend so that's like perfect timing with that so i'm gonna ask you just some fun little questions yes and we're just gonna rapid fire them Rapid fire or rap- rapid fire? You oh, rapid fire. I think you said rapid fire. Like, am rapid I rapping? I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, bust out some girl. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So if you could only ever mm. for the rest of your life have coffee or have sushi, what would you choose? Mm. From grind. Fish <laughs> <laughs> coffee in the wheel. Fish <laughs> coffee in the wheel. From grind. Okay. Coffee. You'd choose to have coffee? Yeah, for the rest yeah. of my life, yeah. Yeah, okay. The sushi got the cart. Yeah, sushi I got the cart. I thought that was going to be really hard for you. Sushi but you was good last night, but it wasn't like, maybe because the sushi was good, but it wasn't like the best thing But in the like world. in But like from sushi, from the best sushi place in the world? No, nah, grind. Okay, this is great. If you could only ever be a mentor or invest in mentorship, what would you choose? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I would say be a mentor. Be a mentor. Yeah, Yeah. and this is that part two. I want to add on that. I know we're doing the rapid fire thing, but it's like I am my biggest expander. Mm. Yeah, I believe that. Well, we know that. That's not a belief. That's it. That's just that's a no. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's just good. Yeah. What is? (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Do the cheeky (laughs) scrunching nose thing. (laughs) Like, what is she gonna do? Um, No, I was just thinking. What is a bitchy? <laughs> what is okay? I'm gonna relanguage that. Okay. What's something a perspective that you have that's really powerful or observational that someone might think is bitchy? Mm. That someone, that someone wounded would see you in your bitch. Oh, let me think. Which will be hard because for you, it's not a bitchy thought; it's just an observation. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm like, what? What? what is this something that you can think about? Um, I actually can't think. No, even things, even I even I reckon things of like your perspective of like being a coach in the industry, like when you should be a business coach, mm. like things like I even reckon people would be like, oh no, that's what do you mean? Oh, like, about what? Like, like you shouldn't be a coach, you shouldn't be a business coach for like x amount of time. 
Well, I do believe that. Yeah. So I, I, I do believe that. Not I, th- I, 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 if you're making 10K a month, I don't believe you should be a business coach. Yeah. I, that's I agree. just what I believe. That's true. Yeah. 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 Okay. Final one. If you could only ever wear Prada. No, no, no. I feel like that's too bouge. I'm going to go. I'm going to. Yeah. Let's go. If you could only ever wear Prada or Chanel, what would you choose? Clothes or bags? Anything. Like you can only own Chanel or you can only own Prada. Prada. I love this. Yeah. You are the Prada girl. Yeah. I love Prada clothing. Yeah. yeah. This has been great. Thank you for coming on my show. Oh my God. This, I can't believe like, how quickly that went. I know. I feel like we were in our frequency. We are in our frequency. I appreciate you. And this has been a hoot. I love you. Love you. This has been so good. Thank you for having me. I love. You're welcome. <laughs>